You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is episode 135 and I'm Bronte. And joining me tonight, we have had some uh, recent staffing changes, as alluded to in our last episode. Uh, joining me tonight is Rusty. How are we, Rusty? Uh, I'm I'm good. I'm just in shock. I wasn't expecting to hear your voice. I, I the memo to me was that you were no longer here, but um, clearly that's wrong. Anyway, well, carry on. Know, carry on. Can't keep a good thing down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> well played. Well played. Good. Speaking uh, good things. To my left, how are we tonight, Andy? I'm good, I'm good. It's good to hear your voice again. No, it's just good <laughs> to be back. Puts me to sleep. Oh, <laughs> the nice tones, <laughs> dulcet tones. Yeah, it's, that's right. Let's pump those bass up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> good. <With> Barry White. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out of Barry White. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Oh, how you going, ladies? <laughs> no, there it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. There we go. <laughs> good. Um, any more? So we've been taste testing. Oh, okay, well, we're going to move past the elephant in the room oh, and sorry. Um, go mm. on to taste testing. Hi, Bronte. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> okay, good. Well, um, that's the team. Let's carry on then. No, yeah, we've cut the other one, haven't we? What other one? What other one? Exactly. I'm not sure what you're talking about here. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. All right. Andy, you were, you were talking, you had a topic. <laughs> No, I thought Bronte broke it. Oh, oh, I broke everything. <laughs> I guess uh, shooting from the hip and breaking lathes. Good. Well, <laughs> speaking of lathes, uh, we'll get onto that shortly. Um, our last episode was on the 2019 data for the PRS. Oh, yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, Bronte, oh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to show you some of the charts. But if you guys haven't heard it yet, um, go. Listen to it. It's uh, it's on the normal podcast. It's one episode back from this one, so go check it out. And also, if you are on YouTube, it is on there. And in on the YouTube version, there are all the graphs of uh, what happened. You know, in terms of being able to see the percentages of all the details that we talk about. I mean, we do an amazing job, of course, Andy, and and we we covered things off very well. Second year running, we may as you know we're obviously amazing at it. But in case you got confused by the us using words, um, which is highly likely. Uh, we also put all the graphs uh, in that YouTube video and we also, because, you know, we're extra prepared, all the graphs are on the Impact Dynamics webpage as well under the pod Precision Shooting Podcast section. So um, no big surprises, Bronte. I mean, we're not, not going to spend the next, like, 20 minutes recapping for you because yeah, you could just go. <laughs> 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 oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Creedmoor, Creedmoor is a 6.5 Creedmoor on the top there. Yep. The ticker's on the top for the actions. We'll just go through some of the, the dominant ones. They're dominated for uh, for action model highest, I think, uh, for aftermarket was. What was aftermarket highest? Defiance? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Said that with confidence. Bartline were the uh, the number one barrels. KRG were the number one stock slash chassis. Uh, yep. All the options. None of that's overly surprising so far because they're all pretty pretty uh, yep. either readily available products mm. or and good quality. Yeah, matter too. Yep, absolutely. Triggers. Uh, Tigger. Tr- uh, Tigger. Tigger Trek. <laughs> It's a, it's a different case. Of the, yeah. yeah, right. That's, Winnie, Winnie the Pooh made an entrance. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Tigger Is that because it's sticky and covered in honey? <laughs> <laughs> I was referring to Tigger. But uh, also in the mix was Trigger Tech, uh, much more 
relevant. Uh, scopes, uh, number one, not force on uh, the ATK was the most popular model. APA for muzzle brakes, Atlas for bipods, applied ballistics for ballistics app. What we didn't know is whether that was necessarily applied ballistics in a Kestrel or as a separate app. Yep, we yep. we had Kestrel data as well, but some guys may have chosen Applied Ballistics, meaning it was in a Kestrel. Mm. So maybe a little inconclusive. Number one projectile was Hornady, and that's a zip file of all the all the images. So there you go. That was a much Copy. quicker wrap-up. Yeah, why don't we mm. just release that? In fact, we should just release this as an episode, move on to episode number 136. Or not. Okay. No, we, we can stay not. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway... Um, Good. Any any thoughts? Any any burning questions that you've got about that data? If there was, you know, oh, I really wonder where um this particular item came, and then uh, yeah, we can go delving into it. Oh, the... my question was more going to be along the lines of who brings in Bartland barrels because they seem to be popular at the moment. Yeah, because mm. obviously you know locally Kriegers and Swan barrels and all that sort of thing are pretty readily available, but the Bartlands mm. um, obviously a very good barrel. No, no yeah. question of that. But yeah, I had, the, yeah, I had the same thought. I thought, you know, just from hearing lots about Swan and Proof and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, the seven mil dot com dot au. I know stock Bartline Browers. I, I think they have multiple stockers here, yeah, which is, I think, one of the reasons. Part of the reason, um, yeah, that it uh, happens. So. Oh, well, that's interesting to see. Just while we are making mention of it, we just gone to the 7mil.com.au unsponsored website and we see on here that they have received clarification from PayPal and can resume using PayPal payments. Um, PayPal, very tight to jump on uh, anything gun-related. So that's mm. a very interesting, uh, obviously, a reversal at some point. It is. That logo doesn't really look... 100% legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually, got a few like cybersecurity alarm bells ringing, but moving on. Good luck. You can spend you can spend money at sevenmil.com.au uh, if you uh, if you wish. Good, um, brilliant. Now uh, something popped up uh, this last uh, this last week. It was a video from Ultimate Reloader. Now this is not a new video. I should clarify. This is a, this is an older video. This is from April uh, last year, and it is a 40-something minute video of a comparison between 14 yeah, uh, I reckon. reloading presses. And um, I don't know why I hadn't seen it before. Andy had seen it before. Bronte hadn't. No. Um, and I spent a lot of time on YouTube. That, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. And the uh, other tube, I assume too. Mm-hmm. All the tubes. All the tubes. <laughs> All the tubes. <laughs> Oh, wow, that got real, that bad, got real bad real fast. Didn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yep. It's amazing how quickly things digress. And how many tubes are inappropriate. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's a really good really good video. So we'll drop that in the in the show notes, no doubt, or we'll forget to, and you guys can just Google Ultimate Reloader um, comparison video. In fact, probably the second option is much more likely. Much more reliable. Mm. Yeah, far more reliable. Um, so that was, yeah, well, that was really good, and, and the reason that – that got brought up was because uh, Andy's having some problems, but we'll, we'll get onto that a little bit later, perhaps. See how we go for time. Mm. You guys been shooting recently? Um, not not going to delve directly down your path yet, Bronte, because I know that's where we're headed. But but prior to that, have you guys done anything re- recently exciting or? Uh, yeah, I did a little bit of load development. Um, okay. what was that two or three weeks ago? Just mm-hmm. took me a while to I'll put up some uh, some of my results, but oh yeah, you did too. Yeah, yeah. getting some half decent. Um, 
results, I think. Mm-hmm. Half decent, averaging half mil. Uh, sorry, half MOA. Half mil would be pretty impressive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, half mil radian, not, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> half millimetre. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, yeah. Half half inch groups. Yep. Um, yeah, just looking for a flat spot in my velocity, which turned out to be pretty high, so I'm sending them down pretty quick. Okay. How quick's pretty quick, just out of interest. I think All was, the quicks. I think All it was the about 2820, 2840, I think it was okay. memory. Down the tube. For mm. 140s. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's mm. moving. So um, I probably need a new barrel soon. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Join <it's>... the club. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, get used to that problem. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. a permanent <laughs> permanent state. Oh, yeah, no, I just got a barrel. I just could just had my barrel arrive. Um, yeah, and literally one. like a <laughs> couple <laughs> seconds of use, literally a couple <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah, very good. Mm. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Oh, also built myself a really crappy barricade at home. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> and my theory is, I went well. I went to uh, like a Bunnings and just yep. bought a whole bunch of like offcuts that they had there. Turns out it's really cheap. <laughs> really, but they're usually like bowed, like bowed pieces oh, of timber. Okay. Yeah, right. So on. I just screwed a whole bunch together. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of made you know, sort of like a skill stage sort of setup. Yep. And it's wobbly, like really wobbly and really crap. And I thought, well, if I can get stable on this, maybe. <laughs> so I can get stable on a boat. Yeah, yeah that's it. So <laughs> in, that's in my thinking. Water. Yeah, okay. No, it's, uh, mm. Well, if it was cheap. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah, I think it was about 10 bucks all up for timber. and. Wow. Oh, I've had some screws at home, but yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know how long it lasts. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what are we talking about again? I've, I've been de- derailed here. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dutchie's not even here to do it for us. <laughs> That's the depressing part. What's, what's going on? Well, I had a very interesting weekend. I ended up at the ADA, the Australian Deer Association Hunters Training w- Weekend. There was probably a better name for it, but I, I don't know what it was. I was asked to speak there uh, about long-range shooting. Okay. Which uh, which is an interesting ask, mm, especially and, from that sort of crowd as well. Mm, well, I, I'll tell you the story about it. You guys might be familiar with the Baron mm, mm. Uh, from Hunting HQ. Well, the Baron last year uh, went out on his on their big hunt. I don't know if you've been following yeah, yeah, that yeah. story, but they do a mm. the big yearly hunt, and, and they went out and he shot a deer at. I think the distance was 587 metres. I'm happy to be corrected. But it was in that vicinity. It was north of 500, south yep. of 600. Yep, yep. And he, uh, the the editor of the magazine or newsletter or whatever happened, then, you know, got the details and then put it out to the entire of the, the branch. Um, saying congratulations to the Baron on his 580-something uh, metre shot. Well done. As you can imagine, because it's still fairly divided in, mm-hmm. in the deer hunting community, mm. um, that didn't necessarily uh, – it, it had mixed results. Didn't tick all the boxes? Didn't tick all the boxes. Now, that's it actually yeah, – it had results on both sides of the spectrum where, where guys were not comfortable with it, okay, and, um, and then you had guys who felt empowered by it Mm. Without knowing what he did to get to that point, yep. how good a shooter he can actually be, and and the equipment and all these things that he, that he did, so you actually had mm. sort of polarizing uh, viewpoints, which is not uncommon, I guess, this day and age. And and to be fair, the guys who are you know not comfortable with it, often it's a lack of knowledge that they they don't they they, they haven't got the perspective on it or whatever it is. Mm. 
So you can imagine when I get a phone call and they're like, oh, can you come and speak about like long range shooting at a deer hunting weekend? And I'm like, this all this could go, <laughs> this could go anyway. Uh, but all right, well, the, the joy is I can rock up, do my talk, and leave. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, I'm not part of the the association and and all this sort of thing. Anyway, so the 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 um the president of the the branch that I was hosting it uh, gave me a bit of a brief. He said, look, I don't don't go in there and teach everyone how to long range shoot because most of them don't want to know. But for those who do and for those who are unsure about it, you know, like to try and strike a balance of if you are going to do it, make sure you know these things. Mm. And if you're, uh, if you're a bit against it, perhaps take these things into consideration mm. as to, you know, how it can be done really safely. Mm. Um, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure the guys, many of the guys listening to this podcast and, and um, you yeah, know, the guys in this room, you know, we're hitting a relatively small plate at 500 metres consistently, consistently, every time, every time, and then knowing when not to take that shot, um, we would think uh, be, it would be fine to take a deer as long as you are heightened to, yep, no, I'm not going to take the shot or I am going to take the shot. Mm. So I was, I was going through all the all the content of, you know, what do I talk about and what are we going to cover and what equipment can we get a hold of and show everyone and all this sort of thing. And I was looking for a way to angle it because, you know, the, the problem is that when you're on stage um, and there was about 45 people there, so it was not a massive crowd, but, um, but I mean, they were only expecting 20. So it was, it was yeah, that was good. Yep. Uh, and you can get people very offside very quickly and then don't really have an opportunity to recover them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. I didn't particularly want to come out and just say, "Oh, yeah, stuff all you blokes who don't think it's a good idea." Let you know. I'm just going to focus on the guys who, uh, mm. who you know, or, or start combatively where you're like, "Okay, guys, who who thinks 200 meters is is a long way. Uh, the, the longest yeah. shot you should take?" And then they go, "Yes." And then you go, well, "What about 201 meters? Do you still take the shot?" And they go. Yes. yes. <laughs> and then 202, and we spend the next hour and a half working our way out to 800 meters when moments ago it was 200. And I that was like, watched that. Yeah. It could be fun, but um, <laughs> not, not conducive to where we were trying to end up. And anyway, so, so um, three pints of uh, IPA, pineapple IPA. Yeah, work that out. Anyway, it tastes a lot better than I thought it was going to. Um, three pints of that in, and and I decided to go down a path of bringing everything back to an ethical shot. Yep. So frame the talk from the beginning, nothing to do with distance, ethical shot. Ran some scenarios with the guys in the room. You know, mm. you're, uh, you know, you see a deer pop up, and you're 80 meters away, and this and this and this. What what do you have to satisfy yourself to ensure that that's an ethical shot? Because mm. Yeah, we can all know or assume or have heard stories mm. where people have shot at 80 metres on something and gone, that, yeah, is, that didn't work. That is not an ethical shot. Yeah, um, yep. yeah you, you did not think that one through. And so uh, I think uh, yeah, we started that and then we started growing it a little bit and we started – but. You know, adding a little bit of distance in, or changing the species of deer we were talking about, or or, or changing the caliber we had, and and, and doing mm. these things, uh, and and then you know, well, what do we need to ask here to ensure that this is an ethical shot? And then of course we started building it out from hundred to two hundred to five hundred to mm. you know wh- whatever it may be, and then and then once we hit that long range, and they were like, oh yeah, I guess if you take these things into, into account. Then yeah, it could be an ethical shot, but you need to you need to know. And so we broke down into three you know three topics. We won't go into the full details, but one was equipment, one was knowledge, and then the one that I know I'm lacking at the moment is skill. 
is practice yeah. because you can know. <laughs> that's, thanks, Andy. You can know heaps of things, mm, mm, yep. um, and I'd like to think that you know I've got a reasonable knowledge, but knowing and then applying is is two different things. And I have been able to apply previously, and I can apply certain things at the moment, but I then offset that against the the Baron, who uh, you know perhaps is not as long range experienced. However. Had a mission, had a task, and worked his ass off. You know, went shooting yep. regularly, very mm. regularly, to ensure that they could do it, and and they were in peak condition. And mm. I, you know, I even spoke to him afterwards, and he said, "Yeah, if we were going like right now, I might bring my comfortable distance back in a bit because yep. I haven't mm. done that for a while." So it was uh, anyway. It was it was well received, mm. which is exciting, mm. and I didn't get the the. Didn't get the booze. Didn't get the booze. No, we got the booze that night. Definitely got the booze that night. Um, (laughs) I would have been disappointed if we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, we didn't didn't get the hostilities potentially Mm. or at least even the questions that I got were – we're like, oh, what is, how does a bubble level help? Or, you know, that those like actual legitimate. Understanding questions yeah. and building knowledge questions. Which are yeah. really mm. good. And, yep. and, and I I end up, um, yeah, speaking with some guys at dinner for a while and, and yeah, it was really good. So it, it's it's wonderful to see uh, people taking that um, understanding but taking it seriously as well and, mm. and, you know, going, okay, if I want to go down that path, there's a, there's a lot. I think we did one little um, – uh, question thing, whereas, you know, you had to put your right hand up for, uh, no, it was left hand up for the yes answers and right hand up for no answers. And I would then make a statement and they would have to agree or, or disagree, disagree with it yeah. basically. And then, yeah, the first one was, uh, was uh, his fellow tastes better than Samba. And yeah, then they would go and, and they, uh, they, they said that and they've all voted one way or the other. I'm like, Simo, Simo, I, what's the right answer here? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, the next one was ticker. Uh, Remingtons are better than tickers was the statement. Uh, and then, but then we got into some more serious stuff. And then we, you know, we we talked to, well, put some questions forward that perhaps even some reasonable long range shooters would get wrong. Yeah. And, and the point wasn't to humiliate anyone or anything along those lines, but to put it forward to them that there is actually a lot of knowledge that you you don't know you needed. To yeah. be able to do some of the stuff that you wanted. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You don't know what you don't know. And that's exactly. the trip that mm. a lot of people stumble on is that they didn't realise that they needed to know about the fact that when there's a hill there and a valley there, you can get an updraft here. Well, mm. that doesn't make sense. Yep. But it yeah. makes a difference. If you're shooting on an angle, it can affect actually yeah. what distance you allow for. And, yep. And, yep. Mm. But the rangefinder told me it was 602 metres. Yes. Went straight over its head. What's going on? Or or you, what, what temperature did you do the load development at the other day? Any? Hot. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So how do you reckon you're going to go when it's cold? Yeah. Oh, just go a bit slower. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> at, least, at least you got the right framework for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but things like that, and it was it was really uh, it was really uh, interesting to see the reactions to some of that stuff, mm. um, and mm. even some guys who you know I knew, and I uh, I asked them and watched them answer, looking at them, and then told them the answer, and then you know, I got them on a technicality for a couple of them as, you know, as <laughs> it should. It's the best way. Yes, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, perfect. And I think there was one answer that no one got right, which is uh, what what you want. But uh, it was good. They they seemed to respond to it fairly well. And nice. we put some sexy guns looking up there, and they they and then the, pulled the, rain, the tiger. Yeah, pulled the rainbow gun out at the yeah. end, and yeah, got all sorts. That would have got a, That would have been quite divisive. <laughs> <laughs> that was more divisive than the topic. Yeah, yeah exactly. I can accept you <laughs> the desire to shoot long range, but I cannot accept that. 
I cannot deal with this rainbow gun that you uh, are claiming. Where is the timber? <laughs> and what do you mean it's not a 270? <laughs> uh, anyway, it was uh, it was good. So a uh, shout out to the guys at ADA. That was um, mm. really fun to hang out with them. And then you know, we went on and uh, and had a had a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. really good time. Oh. So wonderful. Well, uh, about a week ago, I think we put up some photos that Bronte had sent me because he couldn't make the last episode because uh, Dutchie cut him because the, the, those – look, the real deal is that those two aren't talking. Mm. Um, that's really the, the problem that we've got at the moment. So well, you'll probably find, listeners, that we're going to alternate a little bit. So this is the Bronte episode and then the next one's going to be a Dutchie episode. And we're working in the background to try and – Mediate. For reconciliation. It's tough being in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why we did that. The, the one last week with the, the equipment was meant mm. to be all four of us and that was that sort of mm. – that it blew up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just they both arrived and anyway. Anyway, we recovered <laughs> a pretty average situation. But the point being uh, that we – what are we talking about again? Um, Something to do with photos yeah, last week. Yeah, because yeah. Bronte, he's like, oh, look, I'll send these through and you guys can have a little look at these. And that was some, uh, some photos of some groups that you shot, Bronte. Uh, I'm, I'm going to drag them up, but – I didn't well, see tell any us. groups. Yeah, I think groups <laughs> probably overstretching it a little. Sorry. Um, some, some general <laughs> impacts with the same piece of paper is probably yeah. a little bit more. Are we talking correct. about the same pictures because I put some up on some groups. <laughs> I'm actually trying to find your pictures of groups there. I haven't found them yet to see whether oh, my didn't... replacement ones are respectable or not. <laughs> Uh, there we go. That is the that is the the image there. Uh, this is about a hundred meters, isn't it? Oh, Brandy? ninety something. Pretty cool. pretty damn close to a hundred. Close yeah, enough. You should have said close as makes no difference. You should have said fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Yeah, I would be pretty happy at that point. Yeah. yeah. Even a yeah. thousand meters, they would be acceptable. Yeah, even, <laughs> even at like five hundred, I'd be stoked. <laughs> uh, so, and there was all sorts of comments. We, we put it up knowing that we probably weren't going to get anything useful. And um, <laughs> Actually, surprisingly, though. There was a couple of good. There was actually one that is actually surprisingly accurate okay. as well. Okay. So yeah. what was this shot with, Bronnie? That what was, was this shot, shot with, with my 6.5 Super LR. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm feeling nervous about even saying shot, really. It's just <laughs> the projectiles were lobbed in that general direction. You're aiming at yeah. a, at, at a, a wasted point. powder. One, two, three, four. We, we, there we, are about like four or five shot creeps because I kind of like, well, this is pretty horrible. I'm going to start again. So what about an inch a shot then? Yeah, about that. Yeah. <laughs> about an inch um, a shot. All right. So not not great groups. And obviously, no. you know, we, we've seen you shoot, Bronnie. You can shoot a lot better than that. So, um, I'll, and I'll pretend to at least. And I did I did put in there that you shot extremely well with another rifle. So it's unlikely to be all the shooter. I allowed for a little bit of. Oh, you know, I'm the first to admit. Yeah. In all seriousness, yeah. On as you talked about before about being rusty, and <laughs> in the uh, other sense of the word, um, <laughs> not having done much shooting, I, my amount of shooting in the last six months has massively diminished. Diminished, yeah. Sure. Um, so. But not not that far. No, okay. not that bad. So, no. so we put up. Uh, I put up their scope, ammo, rifle, or something else. What do you think? And, and we had all sorts. Of, you know, someone said that uh, your Bronte Bronte shooting has really improved. Uh, someone asked if you were shooting. Shotgun. Who's Bronte? Um, <laughs> someone said, "Who's Bronte?" Sean said, "Who's Bronte?" Uh, and uh, we got we we got some people who actually were attempting to help, which was really good of them. Mm. So the vertical stringing generally is attributed to bedding or contact on the barrel. Um, so not that, too far. Okay. Not 
Don't ruin the surprise Um Someone suggested inconsistent eye relief between shots or inconsistent bottom breath before trigger press. Nah. Um, yeah, look, the, these are, um, I'd like to say that they are things that you definitely can improve, like generally people oh, can improve on and they will yeah. cause problems. Not that much but problem though. generally, what, what those will do was grab a, a reasonably good group and tighten it up. Mm. Uh, that's so good advice. But not in this scenario. Yeah, that's uh, sort of like you know trying to go from half inch group to yeah to, to um, quarters quarter or, inch or yeah. I totally agree with what he's saying. But yeah, no, that's not complete, what's caused that complete truth in what yeah. you're saying, Gareth. Uh, spot on. Um, not free floating. So perhaps maybe that's got something to do with that uh, compound bow. Um, that's probably pretty accurate. Okay, <laughs> based on the, based <laughs> on the dots on the page. Yeah, that's at 100 uh, meters of the compound bow. I'd be, I'd be comfortable. That'd yeah, be good. You might be able to do better than that. Um, <laughs> Just got me million three other other people under the bus. Same as Um Good. Travi said, uh, was he cheating with both eyes closed? I've found uh, opening one eye significantly improves my group size. Not going to disagree with you, Travi. Um, I did reply saying there was never going to be useful suggestions. And um, Butters was as, as 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 something loose as yeah useful as possible. Uh, all right. So um, I thought you might have been shooting from the hip. Hopefully not. <laughs> no, it, in all fairness, if that was from the hip, I'd actually be reasonably happy be with awesome. that sort of group. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like even with like a red dot laser, I'd be pretty happy with that sort of group. Yeah. All right. So what what happened, mate? What happened? What what led to this and, and have you been able to resolve it or, or the, the oh. question's still out there? Do you need a drink first? <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's uh, it's pretty well solved um now and it's always it's often the simplest um Way to ruin the ending. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's yeah. normally the simplest thing that screws you over. Um, in this case, it was a bit of a compound of a couple issues that all um, led to it. But the probably the major one was the action screw at the front was about oh. half a, half a loose, half a turn loose. Ooh. So okay. I only had a Classic. just a, a short little stubby Allen key with me. Yep. Not so I, you know checked it when I was there and it was tight issues you could reasonably get with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then taking it home and getting onto it with a torque wrench, it, it gave, way gave it that bit yeah, of extra. Okay. Um, okay. But that wasn't all of it. Yep. Um, it doesn't sound like that would be all of it. Yeah. yeah. So we sort of got home, stripped the gun down, um, blew up the uh, action mm-hmm. with um, die maker, like bearing blue. Yep. So basically then – Dropped it into the chassis and built it with a hammer a few times at the back to simulate recoil. Yep. Um, pulled it out and then went over the chassis with a magnifying glass to look for any spots where the blue had transferred back on to look for pressure in spots where there shouldn't be pressure or uneven pressure and the like. Right. Um, so there were a couple little spots up the front. One of the screws that I had replaced on it um, that held like the front fore end Yes. On, on the ESS chassis. Yes, okay, yep. Um, Too long? Yeah. Too long? Yep. Pushing into the barrel? Yep. Yeah, okay. Mm. That, that, that was it. And uh-huh. then the other part was I had a bit of a look at my load um, as well because okay. the barrel would close, be close to 5,000 rounds through total now. So wow. it had yep. about 3,000 and then it got the chamber set back. Oh, okay, yep. And yep. then it's had about another two since doing that mm-hmm. um, and it's probably had a thousand rounds since I did any sort of anything that resembled load development. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right, yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, 
that was quite an interesting mm. thing to see how much my throat had chewed out in the last um, few rounds. So I lost about 40,000 throat, which, wow. Mm, so, okay. yeah, the RDFs don't like being jumped about sort of 65,000, 70,000. Gotcha. Funny enough. Okay. So, uh, look, uh, and it's great. It's a great problem to have and, and in that – uh, a great problem to have to talk about. I should clarify. Mm. Frustrating to have at the time, no doubt. And oh well, yeah, the plan was to go go bang steel at you know thirteen, fourteen hundred meters, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to even waste my time today. Yeah, um, yeah. but it is so indicative of so many problems that we we see. You know, generally speaking, I'm sure you've come across it, Andy. Where they are, they're compounded. Mm. They're not one thing, and um, and so sometimes you like you, you notice the action screws a bit loose, so you tighten it up. And it doesn't fix, fix it. it. Mm. But what you're perhaps missing, if you don't test it afterwards effectively, is it may get a, get a bit better. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so it sounds like you I mean you're a, you're an analytical guy and you're an engineer or whatever you whatever you claim oh, to be, um, something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> so, so you're actually able to to go through thoroughly. But it's mm. a really um, really important thing because a lot of people, uh, I think, a lot of people. Find something and then just assume that they'll stop yeah. once they once they find a problem. Yeah, mm. yeah, no, don't stop then because it's never just the first one. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's true, and I've, you know, Andy, have you experienced that before? You've seen that? Uh, not to that degree, but okay. when I have found an issue, issue, I'd usually like strip it completely down, pull the whole chassis rifle apart, not completely, but yep. take it out of the chassis and then just put it back together, make sure everything's talked up right, make sure the Scope mounts are right. And, and then you're like, oh, just forgot to hold for wind. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, forgot to dial. Yeah, that's my process. Just mm-hmm. strip it back, start again. Yeah. We used to have a process in uh, back when we were running training through impacts and uh, this came up in a, in a video I did with Ben Jarrett, not uh, oh, probably getting on a year now, uh, and we used to have a process where you would start at the front of the gun yep. and, and you wouldn't go obviously as in-depth as you did, Bronte, but you'd, you'd start and muzzle brake and check that, make mm. sure that was tight and then you move your way down the gun, your barrel, you know, floating if that's a, the gun you got set up and you go through from front to back and, and this is something that, like, useful to do at the beginning of your day, mm. you know, and, and then if a problem arises and, and being able to check front to back because you're doing it systematically, linear, you yeah, systematically, yeah. you cover all your, your bases. Mm. And it, it's one of those things that um, I've seen. So I've seen someone who uh, was having problems and they uh, their bipod was loose, right? Their bipod was really sloppy. And... They, th- you know, thought, oh, ah, problem solved. Fantastic. Tighten the bipod up. You know, all that sort of thing. All right. So yeah. I did that and it was still all over the shop. And I'm like, did you did you go through the whole list? No, no. Muzzle brake, barrel, bipod, fixed it there. Well, well obviously you didn't. Mm. Scope mm. rail was loose. Yep, that would do That's, it. Well. Yeah, and yep. it was rattling around really well. I mean, we've all we've all been victims of doing this, but yeah, yeah. but whenever you get something like that, the uh, the the ability to be able to go from um, from front to back or back to front or however you do it, if you have got your own list or whatever whatever it is that you may do, but checking every little step, mm. uh, and if you hit your problem, carry on looking because because yeah, there might be something else there. Yeah, mm. and yeah. that's. 
And that's precisely when when I was actually out there doing that because the whole thing was, oh, I'll just chuck three shots down at the group just to check my zero because I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, definitely the zero. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, you basically on the day, as you said, go through that, you know, first thing that normally gets a bit of attention as you get muzzle, you know, strikes on your muzzle brake or anything like that. Nah, mm. that all looks pretty good. Grab That's the barrel, a, that, try to that, rotate that, it. Will it spin? No. Nah. Mm. Okay, that may have that. been what was alleged on a previous podcast uh, by your nemesis. All oh, right. I uh, went, oh, yeah, wasn't he making his own muzzle brake with his machine? <laughs> and and oh, I, no, I think I know no. the solution to this problem. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> no, no, no. Cool. I haven't actually – I just keep breaking machines, not actually making anything with them. <laughs> All right, you have to explain that then. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, apparently using my lathe aren't very strong. Sorry, that was a bit quiet. <laughs> well, sorry, yeah, say that again. I didn't really um, catch that. Yeah, so I just ha- may have happened to have um, broke the uh, change gears in my lathe. So that means I can thread or um, power feed at the moment until I get those uh, oh, replaced. Okay, mm. and, and being on a lathe, they're probably super cheap. I don't really know how much they cost because nobody sells them. Oh. Mm. Yeah, it's um, that more of that. Actually, sorry, one place in America sells them. Okay. Yeah, except um, minimum order $200 US to consider shipping it to anywhere in the other than the States. Oh, right. And how much do these things cost? Yeah, they're selling them for $11.50. Oh, oh so you've got the other problem. These aren't, these aren't cheap. Well, but so, that's so, I think they're the right ones. If uh, for eleven bucks you just buy them, and yeah, if it works, it works. If not, but could, yeah, could you it, buy twenty of them <laughs> and just return the yeah, other eighteen yeah. that I don't need? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, if any of our listeners are in the US, <laughs> and what states this place in? Oh, it's um, just Grizzly. So I think they've got a couple places. Oh, okay. across. And, so and if anyone big. happens to be living in the US and can, can Let ship us, us a couple of gears, yeah, yeah. sixteen two. Oh. Gear. <laughs> Module one point seven five. Maybe just get in touch if you can do that. Mind you, we'll uh, send you loves and kisses and um, yes. and probably some money for it and um, and and other things. Anyway, I'm so photos yeah. and so stuff. you can get a made custom made in Australia, but that's like three or four hundred bucks. I'm like, well. Might as well just buy the equipment to learn to make gears myself. So that's that's the current plan. <laughs> so you've got spares for the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. If I buy the equipment to make them, yeah, I can just keep breaking them and replacing no, no, no. them. What I'm talking about is if you've got spares for the gears on the equipment that you're going to use to make the spare gears, because you'll probably break that as well based on your current uh, trend. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm noticing a trend. Yeah. <laughs> I need to. I need to make something. I don't know. I'll just buy the machine that makes it. Yeah, and then correct. Yeah, yeah well, yes. That's, <laughs> and I, now I've broken that machine. I can just make the part. He's going to. He's going to own an iron ore um, yeah. mine soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, I could. I could buy some of the steel, but I could just get a, a just smelter or something and yeah, just uh, refine it myself. Just get yeah. a refinery. And we'll, we'll just go with that, and then uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I haven't got any iron ore. And it's expensive to get from the US, so um, I'll just buy just, one. Just, I'll just start digging. Just buy one. Just mine. Buy mine. Have you got bad code money? Oh, it'd be nice if I did. <laughs> oh, you might be. You know, I wouldn't keep be making an eye on stuff. This. <laughs> 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 I thought you made it for a hobby. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> Until stuff started breaking. Oh, got, got expensive. And it didn't get quick. fun anymore. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Very good. Now, speaking of breaking stuff and problems, Andy, you seem to have a bit of a problem. Oh, let's not get into my personal life. <laughs> Is it tube related? No. <laughs> uh, um, 
Yeah, with my reloading. Yep. Mm-hmm. What happened? Um, well, whilst I was uh, resizing my brass and all, all that sort of fun stuff, I had some brass just lying on the table. Uh, gave them a bit of a knock and they rolled along the table. And I sort of noticed a wobble in my neck where it was... Cases or...? Yeah, the the neck of my cases. Yeah, there were it was a bit of a wobble. So I looked at that and I thought, shh, that's not right. Um, so uh-huh. I thought, you know, what what can fix this problem? And now I just want to get a new press and dies. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. Just get a new press and dies. <laughs> so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening, uh, may I present Exhibit B, um, to the courtroom of, of perhaps what not to do. <laughs> I think it's. Well, uh, I think he's been hanging around me too long. Yeah. Like, hey, I've got a problem. Let's just buy something else. That will no, fix it. No, no, no. If he was hanging around you, he would have bought the <laughs> machine to make the press. That's it. Yeah, it's my guy's not a bad thing to have a crack at making. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just actually thinking about it. That's it. I'm making my dies. <laughs> no, nah, the problem with making dies is you need to get a, a special reamer um, that's smaller than you. Mm. The reamer that you use to chamber your rifle. Mm. Now that's I just worked problem. out why Sean started STS targets. He's like, I don't have to hit the targets, I make them. That's right. Yeah, well, you don't want to sense. damage his own product that you make. You know, you take pride in what you make so you don't want him to see it destroyed. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, so, you've, um, you're, you've got problems with your, with your neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just crooked, so it's not right. Yeah. And rather than working out what this problem is, you would, uh, for our listeners' benefit, so that they perhaps could learn something, mm. you're just going to replace everything. Yep. Yeah, cool. Seems well, reasonable. My my thought was the the press that I've got. I bought that a few years back, and it's second hand. Yep. It was it's the entry level RCBS press. Okay. Um, there's a fair bit of slop in the in the RAM. Yep. Um, and all the the linkages. So, I think it's just time to retire that one to decapping and maybe priming and upgrade a bit. Mm. So, what would be interesting to do um, is both for here and for mm. your own. You're being being an influencer now on on Instagram, I can try yeah. an Instagram model. Um, Thursday nights, <laughs> you could. I'm assuming you got a fans only page or something as well. <laughs> Isn't that what most of those influencers do? Yeah, yeah. It's full of fans, like roof fans. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's right. I'm sure it is. Headstool fans. Oh, you idiot! Could you? Once you've got your problem solved, and if yep. it does solve the problem which would be interesting to see, mm. uh, start playing around. Like go back to your old dyes and, and put that in and see where mm. this problem lies because yep. it's one thing to remove the problem from existence. Yep, yep. There's another thing to actually work out why it was happening. Yep. Not, not going to stop you from buying new gear because, oh, yeah. because you know, you, you, you've just, justified it enough, which is yep. fine if it's an opportunity to upgrade. But you haven't learned anything apart from spending yeah. money. So possibly, yeah, with the new press, try the original dies in a new mm-hmm. press and try new dies in the old press and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. see which mm. way that would go um, and, and report back on that because that would be interesting to see if Can either do. of those would solve that mm. or whether you just tightened something up on your current setup and, and resolved everything. Mm. But, you know, mm. th- like you would have – you'd remove the priority of having to do it, you know, thinking got comps coming up and all this sort of thing and then, um, yeah – what would be funny is if you end up with a new press and new it's, dyes. And had the same still issue. Wobbly. Yeah. And either it's still wobbly or you start doing worse. Yeah. <laughs> so just out of interest, have you um, – so when you've, I've, you've noticed it on a, a empty case, did you also notice it on a fully loaded round? Have you tested uh, measured the concentricity of your ammo? 
No, no, not on. No. So I think this is something that's happened recently. Um, which mm, what do you mean recently? Well, in this, this morning. This, yeah, okay. <laughs> in this last batch of um, rounds, I've resized. I hadn't noticed it previously, but the only way I noticed it was by yeah, accidentally accident. knocking the mm, cases okay. over and it rolling across the table. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You, we, it could have been a problem that's been there for a while. I've you just have never... given us a, a perfect example of what we're talking about before, <laughs> where uh, you've just kind of gone, oh, oh, that's a problem, although you're not entirely sure it is because mm. the gun's been shooting. Yeah, been shooting yeah, it's fairly been shooting, well. shooting a rock. And you don't know what happens if you actually resize those and bring them back aligned, whether or not they are aligned. Mm. So, uh. so the cases you knocked over, they had just been resized? Yes. Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they had been so, resized. So if they fired, had been okay. resized. I missed that bit. I did grab fired cases mm-hmm. so, and they were they were straight. Yeah, because that's going to be the other question with the oh, action. So I was okay. on square the action. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So five cases looked good. And did you say that, or and I haven't been listening, or we just no, actually didn't, no, didn't say that, say that bit. bit. Okay. No. Yep. So he's hiding so, information correct. from so our listeners. I think it's Concealing purely it. purely the resizing step that's <laughs> canting them. Mm. Gotcha. So gotcha. yeah. So I'm running. I'm not running bushing dies. I'm running one with the expander. So whether that has got a bit of a a bend mm. in it, it's, that is unknown. Yeah. Um, Likely culprit of, yeah. of something yep. that you would want to check whether yep. you've uh, had it not adjusted right and bent the, mm. the mandrel on the inside. That yep. does happen. Yep. Um, Seeing as had I'd, a bit of crap on there. And it yeah. Pulled yeah, it possibly. So really the only way to fix it is a new press and dies. So let's <laughs> just go with that. <laughs> so uh, yep. I'm glad we've been able to present both sides of the argument. Yeah, that's, that's right. Very detailed analysis that led to this decision. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Now oh, we have had dear. a question uh, from one of our Patreons. So if you uh, if you're not on board with Patreon, um, maybe check it out. It's since we've redone Patreon for those who have perhaps missed the last episode, we have completely redone our Patreon. So now it's expanded to the greater Impact Dynamics universe and includes a whole range of things. Um, Bronte just had bubbles go up his nose or something. <laughs> anyway, uh, and. Uh, there's all sort of different levels at you know dollar two dollars and, and and higher and higher and and uh, we are certainly um, very much appreciative of that. And one of the benefits mm. of being a Patreon is uh, if you ask us a question, uh, we'll answer all the questions we can. That's what we that's what we do. But we also will give you some priority if you're a Patreon because uh, you're taking care of us. We'll throw the favour back as best we can. And if you're not able to do it, it doesn't mean that the, the um, podcast can't cost any money or anything on those lines at all. This is just like a little bonus if you can do that. It helps us pay for gear and we've got a few goals that we'd love to see happen this year uh, that you guys might wish to see what happen. You can check them mm. out on the uh, Patreon as well. Anyway, Sean asks us a question. You, Hey, guys, you sound like you have a lot of fun. I really enjoy your shows. Awesome. We do. Mm, thank you. Thanks. It's not a question. Statement. Oh, no, there's more. There's more. <laughs> uh, when re- – oh, sorry, hands up for – left hand for yes, right hand for no on that statement. Which one's my left and right again? <laughs> okay. so because I'm just thinking the camera's going to yeah, be, right. oh, yeah, be reversed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hand, yeah that one. <laughs> put both hands up in there and there's a fan of ours. When reloading, will different twist rates have anything to do with higher pressures? I've recently changed a barrel from a 1 in 12 to a 1 in 9 twist in 2 to 3. I've also fired some factory ammo for the brass and punched holes in the primers. Cheers. Mm, that's an interesting question. Let's mm. go to the engineer, eh? 
So there's a couple things that questions that you would ask in response to that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first one is: Is it the same? Am I? Am I? That's question number one. Yep. Secondly, having you have you had this issue before? Yep. Third one would be: Have you touched the action when it was? Um, yep. Rechambered. Is this the same action? And and if so, is this a rebarrel job? Yeah. Yeah. And because I guess punching primers, um, there's a couple things that cause it. Pressure mm-hmm. is definitely one of them. Yep. Um, as silly as it sounds, getting a flat spot on the end of your prime uh, of your firing pin mm-hmm. will punch primers like they're going out of fashion. It yep. doesn't take much of a flat spot either. Um, mm-hmm. If someone's tweaked your action and uh, adjusted the firing pin protrusion. Your that favorite topic. Yep. 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 Okay. Field, field gunsmithing, adjusting fire engine <laughs> protrusion at the range. Um, so there's a fair Very few things. Very difficult word to say after a few rums, by the way. Protrusion. Oh, I, I was actually really proud of my effort on that front. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of got like credit. most of the word out Just, and it sounded somewhat <laughs> like it. So I think that's a... You've done well. Uh, oh, I'm proud of that. Oh, do I, get a, I should get a gold star for that one. Yeah, uh, it's probably about fair actually. <laughs> Good. Um, so, yeah, before we got slightly sidetracked. Um, uh, punching pr- punching holes in yep. primers. So, so there's multiple reasons it could have Plenty of things happened. can cause that. Yep. But to go back to the question, will a fast twist, um, all other things being equal, have slightly higher um, chamber pressures? The answer is, yeah, I yes, it would. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're ultimately doing more work on that projectile, yes, to get it up to up to speed. That thing, mm. instead of um, going out of the muzzle at like you know twenty five or fifty thousand RPM or whatever it is, I have to do the maths and work it back, or whatever. But mm-hmm. probably no, it's probably more like two hundred fifty thousand RPM. Um, you're now going out at a faster speed. Ra- Twist rate, uh, spa, faster RPM, yep. which means you've had to to put more energy in that direction into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you ultimately can't beat physics. Um, so you oh, I think, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's watch this. <laughs> you can try, and <laughs> that's it, what I'm planning on doing. Yeah, you know, the good yeah. part is they will actually give you a medal. No <laughs> no that, prize committee will give you a medal if you can break one of the rules of physics. Is that a Darwin Award? No, 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 like legitimately a medal oh, with shitloads of money. If you can break the laws of physics as we understand that they will reward you. Right, um, well, see you guys. I'm off. <laughs> I've got some money to go and win. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, so to do that, um, you're, we're, the force that's acting on a, on a projectile to get it to move mm. is essentially a pressure times the area equals force. Mm. Um, so you've essentially got more of a friction and more surface area that it's trying to spin up. No, not so much. It's, it's more. It's doing more work to us. More of the energy is going actually, into getting it to, to spin. To so that's where there's actually a really um, interesting thing when I was looking um, quite a while back about a dude who was trying to get some crazy velocities out of, I think it was a a 7 mil something um, with like 200 grain or 195s. And he was, you know, couldn't believe it. He got like 36,000 feet per second. He was like, just what the hell was going on here? This is ridiculously fast. Mm. But couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, and it turned out that there was a bit of a, a a snafu when they come to the barrel. And instead of being like a one in eight twist or something, it was like a one in thirty six twist. Uh, it had like was basically a smoothbore musket, um, and mm. he got crazy high velocities before he hit pressure. But obviously the bullet wasn't stabilizing and all the rest. So, yeah, faster twist will well. result in 
higher pressures, generally speaking. I'm somewhat right, confused. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Uh, I, I think I've done it. I think I've done it. I reckon I have broken gravity. You've um, broken gravity. Yeah, let me. I've, I've just got a little experiment here. Let me give yep. it a go. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll give it to him. Just... I'm not actually going to try to explain that one. I, I think. No, that was a good example of gravity, wasn't it? I've just. I've got a little bit of work to do. All right. Yeah, just, all right. I'll, I'll just come back another to it. couple hundred million dollars in funding just, and uh, exactly. a few more years of research, and you should be on top of it. Have I mentioned Patreon yet? <laughs> <laughs> in my quest to get a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Andrew, if you're listening. So yes. Other Andrew. Other oh. Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still. I'm working towards a Nobel Prize. Yeah. Very good. Very so, good. Yeah, so, yeah, the basic uh, answer to question. To... Yeah, absolutely. Um, a fast twist barrel mm. will uh, generally come at higher pressure for all other things being equal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, quite possibly that could be it, but I wouldn't necessarily stop at that being yep. it's all because of this. Uh, I'd look a bit further to mm. to see if there's something else that's contributing. So, start at the front of the barrel, work your way back one thing at a time. Could be a loose bipod. Well, I'd probably start at the chamber end, personally. Well, just but. you can. Yeah. Yeah. Handy little method, guys. That would work too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, no gravity yep. still, still, works. still works, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. Anyway, I'll come up. I'll I come actually, you haven't got the geometry right on that pyramid. <laughs> you got to adjust the pyramid path. Right, I'm working on it. I know a way I can. No, that's not pyramid path. I know path, how to do it. You know what they say, what goes up must come down. Must come down. Yeah. You just get like one of these... Sticky hand things or sticky something, you just throw it up, it'll stick to the roof and it won't come down. You just got to ignore the other types of physics of like surface <clears> tension <throat> and sticky and all that sort of crap. But yeah, let's let's progress this conversation uh, forwards. So, I know some things. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was actually legitimately trying to break gravity, and old mate here is like, Oh, let's throw a pancake on the roof. Yeah, good, good job, yeah, good, good job. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, I'm, oh, why I, do I sound so stupid? <laughs> speaking of stupid, you make it made a stupid back the other week, and we just need to need to touch on it again. The uh, uh, the running gun is coming up, so yeah. if you are in Adelaide, South Australia, or anywhere nearby, or you can get here on the seventh of March. Sure, seventh of March. Um, the the running gun is a match at the double SAA practical shooting range, practical shooting SA, which is our, our local club. And there is a one day match on there with a little bit more movement in it. And we would love for you to come and shoot with us if you can get there at all. It's about eighty bucks, there's some cash prizes, there's dinner and lunch and other bits and pieces. And we have a bet going on. March seventh? March the seventh. That is what I said. Yes, I got something right. Uh so we've we've got a bet where uh, Andy and I are shooting the match. Although Andy, Andy got a message before about maybe helping out with uh, with match directing, and you're going to have to say no because that I would be maybe at a depending on what I'm doing, I may be able to shoot as well. No, but you no, know no, too much my, about the match, though. My point is that that would be a conflict of interest. Mm. We've what? got a we've got a bet on for this match. You remember? Yeah. Yeah, well, I have to get forty percent of your score. Yeah. Yeah. We just agree to that. Perfect. I'll oh, forty percent of your score, and uh, and then whomever. I don't remember whom, agreeing to that. <laughs> pretty much sure if we had even been recorded. You see that red light over there? Yeah, you just yeah that one. Listen yeah. back to the other episode. Right, we'll <laughs> just hang on. Let's just go through the contract again. Yeah, well, I have to get forty percent of your score. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Forty percent. So uh, 
I was going to get as forty percent of your score, seventy percent of the score, something. We'll, we'll work out the details. Lawyers will get onto it. That sounds a lot lower. Than and then you, <laughs> and you, and and if if I manage to do that, then you pay for my ammo for the next match. Yep. And if you manage to do it, then I pay for your ammo for the next match. Club match, just to clarify. Club match, rimfire. Mm-hmm. If if you win, it's rimfire. If I win, it's um, it's a fifty cow match. And mm. um, I was going to say, it's either going to be the three three eight or the fifty cow. Yeah. Actually, probably. <laughs> I'm off to Mildura. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, I didn't say which club. <laughs> you could be really sneaky and just make it like a. I could be. I just, uh, I just uh, wrangled down to forty percent. Yeah, I could be a bit sneaky. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I'm saying, you know, get him to import you the factory gay tiger oh. ammo from one of the small boutique manufacturers oh, in the states. And while he's there, <laughs> yeah. throw in a few little uh, gears in the package. Yeah. Well, well you have space. <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah, yeah, cool. I was thinking you'd get the extra brass. Sure, the brass. Yep. That's, yeah, that's right. right. So I'll be the drug mule to the States. <laughs> We're not paying for you to go to stuff. Damn it. <laughs> um, anyway, that, that, was, that, was, yep. that was happening. So you can't be involved in a match directing point of view. Not, not directing, just helping. That's so if I'm designing stages. No, nah, I don't think I'd be doing that. Maybe helping with breakdowns during the match. Like target failures during the match. Oh, okay. Oh, that's Mate, all right. So depending. Oh, so on... you can go out there and test the wind. Oh, I get mm. it. Oh, that the, the target I'm about to <laughs> yeah, shoot's yeah. just broken. I yeah. better go and fix it. Oh, that one's looking a little bit dull. Yeah. I better touch the paint up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna have to be. Oh. I'm 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 now volunteering to help fix targets with you. <laughs> <laughs> and by fix, I mean annoy you while I watch you yeah, fix. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> or if you're a listener, which. I guess you can't be a non-lister and hear this bit, can you? Anyway, we'll Correct. sort out the logic later. Check with the engineer. <laughs> um, what if you're deaf but you still listen? Sorry? What? And <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll live stream our target repairs. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's, that's where I was at. Yep. Point being that uh, we would love to have some other guys in our squad uh, gear during uh, Andy harassing Andy while he's shooting. Yeah, this um, sounds fun. Just so we can bring it <laughs> bring it down so that 40% is a likely for me to be able to get close to. What's really good is like I love it when people film me from about 4 meters away. That's Four? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. 4 meters. Four. Yeah. Four cameras. You said four. You, you can have four cameras. Four, four people film four you from a each. meter away. No, that's four what meters. you said. Four cameras. Four meters. Four cameras and meter away. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Yep. Yep. I love I love it when you can fix things in post. Mm-hmm. Edit them the way you want them to that's sound. That's right. He just has to say those awesome keywords and then just <laughs> <laughs> shuffle those around. 44 and, hey! people at point, <laughs> point one meter. Yeah. Can you just say point for a second? Not my words. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when four cameras fill me from, from meter away. We would love to see some guys there. So yeah. if you can get down on the seventh of March, that yep. would be uh, that would be good fun. Fantastic. Mm. Get into it. Should be good fun. I hope so. I hope so. Anyway, that's uh, I reckon that's about it. We're we're about done there, oh. gentlemen. Thanks for coming in. Um, and uh, well, I guess that's that's the end of Dutchy. Mm. Yeah. Sad scene go. Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.